0: Welcome to Books with DM, presented to you by the Paul Regional Library. Hi, I'm your host, DM. This is a podcast where we talk about books. Books, 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 and more books. One can never have too many books, can they? Good morning, good day, good evening to all my spooky book lovers. Our quote of the day is from Stephen King from his book Night Shift. The thing under my bed waiting to grab my ankle isn't real. I know that. And I also know that if I'm careful to keep my foot under the covers, it will never be able to grab my ankle. I always have books on the go. Paperback, hardcovers, and audio. I, I tend to like the audio when I'm traveling, but... Now I'm listening to Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard. It is such an amazing book. The great thing about Neil Gaiman's audiobooks, quite a few of them, is that he either reads them himself, which is really amazing, because he gets all of the... He knows what his characters are saying and how they're feeling, and it's it's just amazing. But in this one... He has a cast of voices come on. It's not just him doing the reading. And each one of these characters, these, these people, they bring these characters to life. You can feel them. You can, if you have a wild imagination like mine, you can literally see every character and feel their emotions and, and what they're going through. It's, Neil Gaiman is amazing when it comes to definitely his audiobooks. I enjoy his books in general. But his audiobooks, wow! Well, uh, with the graveyard, oh my goodness, it was just such a good listen. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the fact that it takes place in a graveyard, and you meet all these different ghosts and humans, and you watch the main character grow and and become curious, and It just, it's just wonderful. It's just, Neil Gaiman, amazing. It's also a perfect book for the spooky season. Like, truly imagine being raised in a graveyard or a cemetery. So cool. I mean, I'm glad I have a roof over my head and I'm in, in here with my electricity and all nice and toasty warm in my cozy chair with my books. But it was really a great book. But just imagine, though, being raised in a cemetery. I know I've said it a few times. Sorry, I'm on repeat. What can I say? So keeping with our spooky theme, I have one more ghost story to read for you. Maybe two. Let's see how we feel. Just imagine that you're at one of my teas at the library, which due to COVID, sadly, we can't do. So, pull up a cosy chair, settle in with your tea, and I shall begin. So, I'm reading from the Tomes of Terror, Haunted Bookstores and Libraries, by Mark Leslie. The Rocking Chair Ghost, Thorn Village Library, Thornhill, Ontario. There's something a little odd in the specification sheet handed out by Thornhill Village Library staff in 2010. Building features, 4,283 square feet, seven public-use computers, seating for 20, one of few remaining buildings in the classical revival style in the greater Toronto area with no alterations to the front facade. Surrounded by Thornhill Village Heritage Garden, maintained in a late Victorian style, drawing by... Thoreau MacDonald, plus various historic documents and photographs relating to the village of Thornhill on display. Resident Ghost. Yes, you read that correctly. Resident Ghost. Before it was renovated into the Thornhill Village Library in 1959, the Clapboard House, built in 1851, was a private home. Since then, the building had also functioned as a grocery store, and a veterinary office. At one time, there was even a stable around the back. Well before additions and renovations to the building increased its size and shape, the Ontario Heritage Act designed the building as a unique example of modern domestic building of the classical revival style. And although it is now a public building, the library appears to be home to at least one resident ghost if not two. One of the first encounters with a ghostly residence in the building took place on a quiet afternoon in March 1972. A male library patron by the name of Jean Jerry was browsing in a back room of the library when his nostrils were assailed by a terribly strong skunk odor. Immediately following this, he noticed a kindly old woman sitting in an antique rocking chair perfectly situated in a ray of sunshine from a nearby window. As he watched her, he could hear her quietly muttering, John, John, John. Jerry turned to get his wife's attention in order to point out the woman, but when he turned back, the woman had vanished. Jerry was adamant that he saw an old lady in the rocking chair, but his wife would not believe him. He was so upset that he wrote a letter to the Woolbridge pardon me, the Woodbridge and Vaughan News asking for any other witnesses who might have also seen the strange vision to come forth. If you could find out if anyone has ever seen this lady, even one person, well, just let my wife know. Then I'll be vindicated, he wrote. The same old lady was seen by a page one afternoon. A staff member recalls pausing while shelving books to look over at the page, who was standing at the bottom of the stairs frozen in place, with her face pale. When she approached the page to ask what the matter was, the youth did not initially want to say. Eventually she relayed the fact that she had seen the ghost of an old woman standing at the top of the stairs. The bottom of a dress sirloin and of old-fashioned granny boots stuck out in her mind. Another page reported that she was organizing books on the children's cart when she noticed a woman in white rushing past her in a hurry. The page watched after the woman, only to see that that the farther the woman in white moved away from her, the more transparent she became, until she seemed to disappear into thin air. A regular patron of the library reported to staff that he had witnessed what appeared to be an old woman looking down at him from one of the upstairs windows when he was walking past the building one evening, long after the library had closed. Other staff members have also provided evidence of what they believed to be the same old lady, but without actually seeing the ghost. Sometimes they hear squeaky sounds of springs as if someone were sitting on the empty rocking chair. Other times they heard sounds of an old woman coughing and fidgeting, almost convincing themselves that someone was sitting in the chair, impatiently waiting for someone by the window. Staff also got used to the daily routine that the ghosts seemed to have. Every evening, they would overhear noises coming from the upstairs, the same footfall pattern as though someone were walking around preparing for bed. Former librarian Betsy Boyden says that, After perhaps a dozen instances when she went upstairs to check on the footfall, she finally gave up because there was never anybody up there. She doesn't have an answer as to what it might be, but she did say sometimes she caught the scent of something unusual, like brimstone in the air. Boyden also recalled the reaction of a German Schnauzer had after it fixated on some unseen object in the front room of the library. It was riveted with fright and growl, Boyden said, and she described how the dog pulled on his leash and seemed to keep its eyes fixed on something that was moving across the empty room. All of a sudden, he bristled up and he growled. His head turned and he watched something all the way around the room. "'You were always aware of something there,' Boyden said. "'I don't know what it was, but you always had a feeling you weren't alone.' Another staff member recalled an odd incident that happened when she was working one evening. She had been standing near the front window, cleaning the, pot, the coffee pots in the front parlor, when all of a sudden she heard two sets of feet running and jumping directly upstairs in the local history room. The footsteps were light, as if made by children. There were no more patrons around at the time, just her and another staff member. She thought it was odd that they could even hear footfall to begin with. We had recently put a new carpet down, so one shouldn't be able to hear footsteps, she says. To this day, I have never been able to hear the clear and solid sound of feet upstairs due to the muffling carpet. Then she heard shutters slamming open and closed. It was another odd thing, since she knew the shutters were bolted shut. open. When she turned and looked out onto the street... She saw the front gate swing open and closed all by itself. It was a series of odd events to hear and to witness, but she said she felt calm while the whole thing was happening. She explained the situation the next day to the branch head. She was told that other people had remarked at just how calm and comfortable they felt after being allowed to see the resident ghost. Cynthia Tape, branch librarian, worked in the building for more than 15 years and shared several occurr- occurrences experienced by herself and others. Like her colleague, she claims to have had a feeling of warmth and peace in the building from all the people who have used the library as well as from those who have lived in the building over the years since 1851. Tape Te- recounted a time she had been standing in the parlor with two contractors who were installing a new track lighting, one of the men commented that he can smell a strong burning smell, but neither Tape nor the other contractor smelled anything. Both Tape and Boyden shared stories of other unexplained phenomena that had occurred in the building, such as a clock that ran backwards, the front door opening and closing on its own, and the distinct sounds of books being placed firmly on shelves, or furniture being moved in an adjacent vacant room. I haven't even decided if I believe in ghosts, Tape said. If it is a ghost, I don't think it's unfriendly. I'm not nervous of it. She went on to add, If a house is old, you sometimes think people leave an impression on the house, sort of an echo from the past. Who knows? Having said this, Tape said, I will also add that I do not intend to spend Halloween night or any other night in the building, for at the night, The library belongs to the previous occupants. Finally, she said, I myself may someday be haunting the building. Well, I hope I don't end up living in my library after I pass on. I mean, it's a beautiful library. It's one of a kind. We already have what some may believe to be a resident ghost. I'm almost certain, but you know, things happen. Things don't happen. I don't know if I want to live with Frank. That's the name of our resident ghosts. That's what we call them. Uh, our library used to be the powerhouse to our town, and it was converted. It was um, the town offices for a bit, and obviously the library. I think it was, might have been something else in between there. Not a hundred percent sure, but we kind of believe Frank to be one of the workers from when it was the powerhouse. And weird things do happen. We had issues in our basement, and <laughs> workers went down and started pulling things apart and Strange things really honestly started happening. We had lock up for the night and we have a display by one of the doors we leave, and it was in perfect condition, like all the books were where they were supposed to be. We came in in the morning, and they were on the floor in places that just did not make sense if for some reason, they had just fallen off the shelf. But, yeah, Frank's a story for another day. He's a pretty cool ghost. He doesn't really bother anybody or anything. One day, he'll say hi to me. And that's a story for another day as well. Well, on to fun and games. We didn't play this game in our last episode. But I just nabbed a book off of one of the shelves in the library. And we are going to read the last sentence of the book, and then the front sentence of the book. Here we go, the last sentence. We kissed deeply, then pulled the blankets over us. The distantly gentle lapping of the lake shore serenading us to sleep. That sounds nice. Now for the first sentence. I was putting fresh oil into the clay lamps at the altar when the Mantis glided into my foyer. Okay, I'm not sure if those two go together. Have to read the book to find out. This is The Chaplain's War by Brad R. Thorgerson. It's in the science fiction section of the Paul Regional Library. Good book? Bad book? I have no idea. But maybe someone will check it out and let us know. On our next podcast... I hope we have a special hope to have a special guest for you. Uh, we'll discover her favorite book, a book that has inspired her, and a book that just didn't do anything for her. Stay tuned. Till next time, grab a book. Stay safe.